0: Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning
1: Aurora. New weather and really cool interviews.
0: Monday
2: through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you,
3: Hunter. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next recorder of deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment bring awareness to the position, do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote on or during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers.
1: Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have. It's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board District uh, 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. From an election judge, citizens committees, and as a precinct committee person, she's been here with us, with the people. Tracy has over 30 years of experience as an accountant, CPA, and small business owner. She is fighting to keep the property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in the county oh. government that listens to me. Oh, wait, I want see. a friend, yeah. a neighbor, an advocate. Oh, okay. okay. I want <laughs> someone who cares. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd yeah. for Kane County Board District 4. Our city and our county deserve the best. Vote Tracy Miller. <laughs> Paid for by friends they of Tracy had Miller. Money in
2: wow. A pen
4: with its own
2: curtain. Nice. It tells every event.
4: I know, I know, it how, is. How long is it? It's literally 59 seconds. The
1: whole
4: minute? It could be. One she, second. She short. read it when she was reading it. She, like, she's, you know, that well burst in the delivery. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. A beautiful morning. An inspired. Healthy Day Healing Morning. That's a little hint for y'all about this next uh, interview that we got today. But first, we have news and weather to tell you guys about. And I have to tell you, it's a sunshiny day today. Shout out to Treadwell, but I had Duncan this morning. I had to have it. It was like 6.30. I woke up early and was in it. The weather today, the current temperature is 58 degrees with a high of 73 degrees. That will be reached around 2 p.m. today. Tomorrow looks to be sunny at 72 degrees. And Friday will be sunny and... 80. Wow. Holla, holla, holla. We thought it was impossible in October, (laughs) but it is happening. Uh, Now, let's get on to the news. So I told you guys yesterday about the um, CDBG. I got it right for once, yes. That's the Community Development Block Grant. Now, that online application is going, uh, and it's available for you all to download, take part in, and fill out. And the due date for that is Monday, October 23rd at 4 o'clock p.m. Okay, Uh, and that digital application and its link is on our site and the city of Aurora site slash neighborhood redevelopment. Starting this Thursday, another round of the change initiative listening sessions will take place at First New England Church at 406 West Galena. Join Mayor Irvin and Aurora police officials as they listen to your thoughts on policing and progress in Aurora. All sessions start at 6 p.m. For more information, you can go to www.aurauratac.org. IL.org slash change, attack as a Navy term for a dash. So just use the dash on your computer. You must register, and that's how you register. Now, nearly one-third of businesses surveyed are in danger of closing by February 2021 if Illinois reverts back to Phase 3 of the Restore Illinois Plan, and nearly 15% would permanently close within two months. While a majority of businesses and professional service firms are planning on permanently altering their business model to include telecommuting, options those are just some findings released in the COVID-19 business implications survey report a collaboration between the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce and Invest Aurora this survey report is the second COVID-19 survey from Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce and Invest Aurora part of a series of surveys and reports aimed at measuring the impact and implications Oof! you heard me kind of in I was gonna say complications but it was implications. Implications of COVID-19 on businesses across the Aurora region. The COVID-19 Business Implications Survey Report provides a close look at the data from 98 survey responses collected between September 8, 2020 and September 21st, 2020. Shout out to the Aurora Chamber of Commerce and Invest Aurora. Um, That's all for the news until about noon. I got something to tell you guys. That's a special edition. And now, to the sports.
0: Sports, midweek sports. I mean, what's going on in midweek? Uh, baseball playoffs are continuing. We'll talk more about that later on as that goes um, continues. Uh, the Blackhawks selected their first round draft pick yesterday. We got Lucas Reichel. He's from Germany. Um, that was picked in the 17th round for the Blackhawks. And then in baseball, or I'm sorry, basketball, the, the Lakers won 102 to 96 against the Heat. So they're leading that series three to one. So we kind of know how that's probably going to end. That's okay.
4: Shout out to the sports lovers out there. Yeah. I hope it ends good for them. I hope it ends good for them. I'm not a sports fan, but this show is for everybody else. For <laughs> Shout out to the Bulls and the White Sox. I will say that. Um, and now we are here with our friends, Susan Romano, Amy Downing of Healing to Healthy. Good morning. Thanks um, for y'all. Thanks for having us. Yep. Uh, thanks for coming on to Good Morning Roar. We got a lot to talk about, and yes. we're going to learn um, about yourselves and all about healing to healthy. Okay. Um, I'd like to start off with. Uh, you're wearing pink today. What's the significance of pink this month?
2: Pink. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it's. Um, I'm not really sure. where are pink. Pink ribbons. You'll see. Pink. Right. I put pink in my hair. Um, Do you know, Amy, the significance of pink?
5: Well, I think it came out of the Susan Komen Foundation. Susan Komen Komen Mm -hmm.
2: Foundation. Um, And we are here to uh, not only talk about our breast cancer journeys, but also to remind women uh, to get their mammograms and how important that is, and um, also
4: to listen to your bodies. Um, So starting off, uh, we'll tell, uh, Amy, where are you from and where were you, uh, where were you born and raised?
5: Um, I am a lifelong resident of Aurora,
4: Ooh. so I have... <laughs> Holla! Hey! Hometown!
5: <laughs> I won't say how long, but a long time <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer.
4: <laughs> and uh, Susan, yourself?
2: I was born and raised in Lombard, so I'm western, you know, suburb, suburban girl. Um, my husband Joe and I moved here to the west side in Aurora two years ago. And we are restoring a 1957 ranch.
4: Nice. So, yeah. A ranch on the it. west side. Yeah, a We've ranch got a on nice the west country side. feel to yeah, it. That's, yeah. right, that's right.
2: Now we love Aurora. We've been fans of their art scene since uh, the art bar started, right. cool. and we just fell in love with the community, which is why when we were looking to move, we
4: moved here. Interesting. Mm. Um, now, uh, growing up, what impact did your fathers have in your life? Um, and we'll start with you, Amy.
5: Uh, my father wasn't in my life, so
4: um,
5: you know that certainly has an impact. Right. Um, but um, I'm I'm thankful at this point that I'm married and have my own family, and uh, you know that fulfills that void that I always felt like I had growing up.
4: So. Right. Right. Understood. Okay. And Susan, yourself?
2: Um, my my father was a badass German. Um, he raised us especially us three older girls I'm second eldest of eight children and he raised us to be um, he always called us heavy-duty and as a young gal especially as you're in your teen years to be called heavy-duty really um, wasn't all that in a bag of chips but he did instill in us um, a work ethic that is pretty high uh, I have been working uh, in Chicago since I've been 17 for lawyers. Um, we talked earlier, I've we been did. commuting yeah. on the BNSF uh, for 44 years, and um, he unfortunately passed uh, from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma when he was 65. He had just retired, and it was one of those stories. But he uh, he instilled a good work ethic in us. And. Love of family.
0: Okay. So tell us about how did you two meet? <laughs> what brought we you have together? to give a shout out to
2: somebody <laughs> yes. who is very important in Aurora, Mary Watson Rodriguez. Let's hear for Mary. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, she, um, she knew Amy
5: and she knew me,
2: and you know a little bit of your side too. So.
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were diagnosed with breast cancer right about the same time mm-hmm. in 2017. Okay. And. Um, I had shared that diagnosis with Mary and and a number of my friends and she told me about a friend of hers, Susan, who was pretty much going through the same thing at the same time and she thought that maybe we should meet and we could support each other so Mm -hmm. we um, started texting and then talking on the phone and um, Susan came to to visit me at my house right after um, I came home from the hospital.
4: Mm -hmm. We've been friends ever since. Yes. You guys have a synergy. Definitely. We're sisters. Um, Tell us about, oh, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I just, and and tell us about the organization. Healing to Healthy? Yes. How did that come about? So, um, as,
5: after the surgery you have post-op drains in place Mm -hmm. um, that drain the fluid off the um, surgical site and they're very uncomfortable. They Mm -hmm. hang down um, to about your waist, Um, at the hospital they tell you to pin them to to your little bra that you're wearing, Um, but that's not very comfortable. It's um, especially uncomfortable at night when you're trying to find a comfortable way to lay down and sleep and you're worried about pulling these out. Yeah. Um, so there's garments that you can purchase that are very expensive or you can jump through hoops to get your insurance company to pay for them that have pockets on the inside. It's like a camisole. Okay. Um, and I was able to get one of these but not until after I was home from the hospital for a few days and um, had already been dealing with these. and. Um, I came up with the idea that maybe we could get people to sew these and just give them to patients before they go into the hospital so, so that they would be prepared.
0: Right, knowing it when it is in advance and then having mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. It's one available. of those things
5: that you don't know that you need until it's too late to get one. Right. I,
2: <clears throat> I actually had a little bit of a different but similar problem. I was treated at Loyola and Maywood and prior to my, cert, my, I had a double mastectomy and prior to that, um, I had a camisole fitting and they have a room, you know, this whole section where you go in. And in my mind, knowing that once you're on a surgery, you have drains, you can have anywhere from two, three, four drains hanging down. And the thought of them being pulled out is insane. It's just, so you come out of surgery and you have all these drains and you, you, you can't, you have to sleep like this. Anyway, when I went in prior to my surgery, for this post-op camisole, I thought, well, certainly it'll be something that, cause you can't raise your arms, it'll be something that maybe has got like Velcro that you could mm-hmm. just put on yourself. They give me two, my insurance company paid a ton of money for black um, stretchy camisoles that you have to literally step into and somebody has to pull them up your body and then put your arms in and then put your drains in. And I thought, well, that's the most ridiculous thing ever, but I wore it. And I had to have help getting in and out of it every time. So then when Amy and I started talking, and she, of course, had a similar situation, um, I was like, we've got to do something. And so we came up with Healing to Healthy. I actually named it that, um, thinking that eventually we'll do more than just post-op camisoles. I know that um, my mother-in-law, when she was into her 80s, no longer swam anymore because that one-piece wet bathing suit was too hard for her to get off her body without help. And I thought, well, we could use the same kind of strategy, or our camisoles, but make bathing suits, two-piece Velcro bathing suits that elderly people can get in and out of very easily. That's a little down the road, but that's why I named it healing to healthy. So it could be anything from healing from a surgery to just living a healthy life. And as you age, swimming is so good for you. Yeah. You know. So that's further down. But this is about breast cancer awareness. It's, mom. it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. And there, there for beginning. somebody
0: to support them along that journey yes. because you guys have both already been through that. Yes. It's mm-hmm. yeah,
5: amazing. I brought one today so yes. you can oh, okay. see see what it looks okay. like. Um, it's just. We designed this with the help of a seamstress. Um, her name is Jessie Tampa. She's That's also really on our good. board. And it has Velcro, several soft Velcro. Okay. So it's
3: it's easy, easy to get on and off. Easy
5: to get on and off. And then the pockets are here. You can tuck your drains in there, and they hold them just oh. in place close to your body so that yes. they're not flopping around. Yeah. They're not pinned to anything very soft yeah, very comfortable soft. oh it is very soft easy to yes. wash yes so mm-hmm. you could sleep in this or you could just put a t-shirt on over it if you wanted to wear it and no one's going to know
0: right? no one right, right. now and you have that confidence that everything is secure and, and you're not going to pull, pull go through your day yes. right yes. Yeah. It's a fall off, fall yes. off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wanted to purchase
5: one of these they retail for between 60 and 80 dollars oh wow okay and we give them
2: oh, for free, free.
0: For That's good
2: wow test. so we have volunteers that mm-hmm. sew them for us um, and then if there's a need, we can even have people contact us directly at HealingToHealthy.org. We have, Amy knows everywhere we have because she's my tech gal.
5: <laughs> I'm more creative, but she's the tech gal, so we're... They um, uh, can email us um, through our website. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, we healing have a, to Healthy. Yes, okay. we have a YouTube tutorial now on how to make one of these. So mm-hmm. if anybody's interested in volunteering for us. Um, We would give them a kit with all the supplies and instructions and then they could watch the video and and learn how to make one. We used to meet in person, obviously, and we can't do that right
2: now. So we've actually met at the new library and have done tutorials there. Santori. Right, was Mm -hmm. it there? Yes. Yes, that's what I recall.
0: Yes, I I remember you having them. Yes. Mm It was just like these little, there was like a sew and learn type of a thing. Yes. That people could go there and even if they had some basic skills, you would teach them what they needed to do, give them all the materials, mm-hmm. and then you're on your way. Yeah, right. It's really a pretty simple panel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks very, something I could handle probably. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. But. Oh, right. yeah.
2: well, even um, high school, we're, look, we're working with some high schoolers, some clubs where you know they want to be able to mm-hmm. help with that too. Also recently, Amy, um, you've taken kits to a, a senior, what is it? Oh,
5: it's a senior um, living. living Facility, um, they have a sewing club, and oh. um, their plan is to to make these kind of like assembly line style. So oh, they're they're idea. really going to be able to crank them out. I think when they get going, mm-hmm. so. that's a good increase in yeah. production. There yeah. you right. go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's, all from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Is it Plum Landing? Uh, no, it's um, it's out of Plainfield. Okay. Okay. All right. The So Blessed group.
4: Yeah. Very cool. Um, how many women are diagnosed with breast cancer annually?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it varies, and unfortunately, the numbers have gone up over these years. Um, it used to be, well, first of all, women didn't talk about it back in the 60s and the 70s, but I can tell you growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, I did not know anyone. Uh, I take that back. My aunt had was the only person I had ever known that had breast cancer. And now, and there's all sorts of reasons, uh, theories why, So in 2020, it's estimated that just in the U.S. there will be 276,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer. And that includes new cases of primary uh, breast cancer, not recurrences, because that happens. There will also be 48,000 plus new cases of a non-invasive breast cancer. And there will be over 42,000 breast cancer deaths this year, estimated. And please we not forget, men are also diagnosed with breast cancer at a much lower rate. But, you know, men also have to be aware of any changes in their breasts. Their breasts are just like ours, they just don't, you know, they don't feed the youth. Sure. So, mm-hmm. um, but in, there probably be about 2,600 men diagnosed this year of the invasive breast cancer. And in men, there will be about 520 breast cancer deaths, and when you think of breast cancer, you don't usually think of men. You don't. Right.
4: But Prostate cancer tends to be the, the more pertinent um, right. amongst men, yeah. Right. Um, but men can get breast cancer also. And for the listeners and for myself, what's the difference between invasive and non-invasive cancers? Do you, I?
5: You well, mind? the invasive cancer is the cancer that will spread to your lymph and eventually, you know, left untreated, that's okay. what causes death. So. Right. Okay.
2: So that will be, so like when you are um, staged, um, they'll tell you, and certainly after like, after my double mastectomy, I knew that if I woke up with three drains, that it was in my lymph system also. They check a certain uh, sentinel, um, lymph node right. and if it was in there that they'd have to have remove that and I'd have a dream coming out of there too. I'll never forget just you know one of those parts of your life that when I woke up in recovery the nurse came over and you know if you ever had surgery it's like you know you I don't know you're like am I dead <laughs> you know and it's just right. sort of kind of come out of this fog right. and I remember I started moving and the nurse ran over and she said don't move susan you have two drains coming out of you and i knew it wasn't in my lymph system because i would have had three if not more if it was so my family was all waiting for me my surgery was very long and when i got to my room and they were all you know waiting they were so excited to tell me what i already knew <laughs> but that was fine we all got to have a good uh, cry over it because we were so happy Thankful, but many yes. women are already once it's discovered is um, it's already in their lymph system and then it, it metastasizes to your brain to throughout your body and once it metastasizes, I don't know the survival years
5: is like three to five I think is what I've read yeah, and that's why it's so important to have that mammogram every, mm-hmm. every year um, just wanted to say that mine was diagnosed just on a routine mammogram. I had, I had no symptoms, um, mm-hmm. I had no lumps. Um, the particular type of cancer I had formed a flat tumor so that it wouldn't have formed a lump. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's just really important to make sure that you get that, that done. Um, I had no history of it in my family. Um, it just came, came as a complete shock, but mm-hmm. um, okay. even when you hear those statistics, you always think that you're not gonna be the one.
0: Right, right. So it's every year that it's recommended. Mm-hmm. Is it over a certain age or just if you have a family history? Um, I think it's is it 40? 40. It's 40, 40 every um, year
2: after 40. But if you have a family history at all or notice any change in your breasts, you know, definitely. I know um, people, I know that fear kind of keeps people from doing, finding out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, it's fear-driven that you're like, oh, it's nothing. But um for me, it was much different than how Amy was diagnosed. I had had a clean mammogram, and seven weeks later, I was showering, and I noticed a change in my right nipple, where if you shower, mm-hmm. men and women, the, your nipple's like usually like that. Mine was just a little slightly up, and I thought, oh, I slept on it wrong, and uh, didn't think anything of it. That next morning, I got in the shower. It's the same thing, and I started pressing and I felt something. Um, I went that week. That week I went and saw my GP who referred me immediately to Delner Hospital for uh, ultrasound uh, check on it and the radiologist came right in and said, we are seeing three areas of concern under your right nipple, which is exactly that week I found out. So I chose because of history that I have at Loyola uh, who treated my first cancer there? I went back to Loyola, and because of my past history, they decided to do a double mastectomy and just be done with it. So, but I went that week, and it's, I think some people might not. So I just, I just ask you, women and men, any change, get it checked out, get it checked out. Yes. It saved my life.
5: Yeah. yeah, because this is a survival rate is what ninety nine percent if it's right.
2: caught right, early, early detection. detection. Early detection, your
0: survival right. rate is awesome. It's almost a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. ninety nine. And, and everybody's busy. Nobody really schedules that, or maybe some people do. You know, put that on their calendar. But you would mentioned like in the shower. it's probably the perfect. You know, it's a perfect place. time to always you know be aware, right. check for any abnormalities, any um, little
2: dimple mm-hmm. or something that wasn't there before. It's just it's huge
0: and make the appointments with your doctor to get in there. Right.
2: And everyone kept saying, well, your mammogram, you just had your mammogram, it's going to be fine. But um, my, my godson is a radiologist, and he said specifically under the nipple is very hard to see. So he wasn't surprised.
4: Um, you mentioned that in the 60s, mm-hmm. um, in the 70s, it, uh, it wasn't talked about. Right. Or uh, I think breast cancer or perhaps any mammograms. cancer. Um, why is that
2: I don't so from what I've read it was like oh did you hear so-and-so has the C word cancer. I mean they wouldn't even say it out loud I mean it was sort of the same thing with women when they were pregnant. Sure. Remember you would try to hide your pregnancy right and you didn't really like go out in the open and it, it was just more, that was more of a 50s thing. In the 60s, a little bit more, but you would be out and about when you're pregnant. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was fear. They didn't want people to know, you know, because their thought was they were going to die. I'm not sure. It certainly wasn't as prevalent. And I have my own theory as why it's prevalent more so that? now. And my theory, I've worked in the environmental field with lawyers my whole group, well, 30-plus years of my career, and I think it's what we eat, I think it's what we drink, I think it's what we breathe in, and I think all that toxicity that wasn't in our food, in our drinks, all the artificial stuff that, you know, these giant industries have put in because it's cheaper, but our bodies can't process it, and that's just my... That's my theory, and people argue and say it's not right, but it is so much more prevalent now. And back in the 60s, I mean, you went to the grocery store, you bought fresh stuff, you know, they didn't have all the hormones and uh, everything that they put in, antibiotics and all that kind of stuff, that our bodies can't break down. Artificial sweeteners.
4: Right, Splenda.
2: Nothing, well, but yeah, any of that, our bodies don't know what to do. They're like, what? You know, so there's byproducts out of all of that when your body can't process it. You should have sugar. Right. Real cane sugar, not beet sugar, cane sugar. Right. Right. So that's just my theory. Amy might, you guys might all have a different theory as to why, but.
4: Yeah, I've, uh, I'm familiar with some of those cultural, they are they're, they're cultural taboos that prevent people from talking about those things which are serious in their life because they don't want to, um, identify them, you know, let the world know. Yet, to your point, you said that, you know, you're always thinking that it can't happen to you. Mm. So when you do start, you know, seeing lumps and having those changes in your body that concern you, your obvious reaction may not be to tell somebody about it. It's to think and kind of play the scenarios in your head as opposed to getting it... um, Taking out. Taking care
5: yeah. of them. You're yeah. yeah. so absolutely right. After I was diagnosed, one of the things I was most terrified about was just having to tell people, even mm-hmm. my my family, my friends, my co-workers. And then I was just amazed at the level of support and mm-hmm. love that came back to me once I did start telling people. And um, I mean, it really just helped me open up
0: yeah. to what, people. What are some of the emotions that you were going through during that? Or even, you know, again, just as a uh, double mastectomy. What are some of the emotions women are going through that you can I, I, other than a lot? There are yeah. so many. Well, it's, there's a it's gamut like of emotions. Oh, like, it's, it's grief. certainly it's grief.
5: Process um, um, of you, right. know, you know like denial and anger and shock and
0: mm-hmm. right. how
5: could how could this happen to me? I I always identified myself as this really healthy person. I was really fit. Um, I was probably in the best shape of my life when I was diagnosed, <laughs> um, and I just didn't see myself as this sick person. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it, that has nothing to do with it. It can just happen to, to anyone, anybody, right. anyone. My, my cancer was hormone driv- driven, so um, it's from having too much estrogen in the body. Okay.
2: And um, if, for for me, um, it was kind of a double whammy because in two thousand and one, my father had died from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I was in the middle of terribly grieving his loss, and. I was a runner, and I got up to run one morning, and I couldn't breathe. I'd been having some symptoms, but they would go away, and what if, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, well, it can't be anything bad, because it wouldn't go away, right? If it was bad, it would stay all this time. Not true again, and um, I got up to run that morning. I was raising my two kids on my own, and I was running with a girlfriend, and I couldn't run. I had such a heaviness in my chest. Long story short, drove my, got my kids, put away in where they needed to be and drove myself to Delnor. And I had a uh, small cantaloupe sized tumor of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in my chest. So um, being my father had just passed from it that year, I was like, what? I too was in the best shape of my life then. And I was mad. I was like, okay, God, I have these kids to take care of. I'm trying to get healthy and do the right thing. And now this. And it ended up that um, in 2002, November 2002, I needed a stem cell transplant to save my life. So fast forward all those years later, I meet this man who I just love, Joe. Don't you know? We always hashtag. Him. Don't you know? <laughs> and uh, we got married. We got married at the Roundhouse, we're the first couple to ever get married in uh, in the tavern there, and we had a great. We just, I just so love him. And uh, I got diagnosed right before our first wedding anniversary, so I came oh. home with a double mastectomy to this man I so love. But Bef- two days before our first wedding anniversary, and he was the best caretaker ever. And slept. I had to sleep in a. I don't know where. He- I slept in a recliner. Did you?
5: Oh no, I was. I slept in my bed. Did
2: just you? On my back. But I my slept back. in a recliner, and every every time I moved a muscle. He was up helping me. So for me, I, I mourn that, you know, here I am in this, you know, now. <laughs> it's your happy like, ending. And it's <laughs> right. It is and like, it's like, But it, it is a happy ending because we're yeah. here and we moved to Aurora and I got, to, you know, it just, everything falls in place.
5: It does. Yeah. There are many, I would say there's many blessings that can come out of it going through an experience like oh, this. Oh, sure. It's it's. I, I hate to say it's nothing to fear, but it's just an experience if you have to go through it, you just go through it and mm-hmm.
4: come out yeah. on the other side. And... Yeah. Well, yeah, I, got something. Go I got something from uh, for both of you ladies, oh. actually. Uh, a friend of the show has a question that we'd like to put to both of you, so we'll start with you first, Susan. How do you keep your chin up?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of always had this personality, um, and I have high energy, and I just always, like, I love people. And in my sharing of what I've gone through, it helps other people. So that, I mean, certainly, don't get me wrong, I have I have bad days. And uh, those days, for me, I usually lift it up to the Lord. I have... Um, I mean, and that doesn't always work, too, because I end up lifting it up and then taking it back. Anyway, I surround myself with these things. I have incredible, some of my family members are just there, uh-huh. and I have a network of friends that if I were having any issue, I could call and just privately share with one who would then just lift me up so I could smile again. So. I share a lot.
4: Okay.
5: okay. okay. So I, having cancer teaches you how to live in the moment and how to mm-hmm. live for to, today and to make the most of, of every day and to not and to realize you don't have control over the future um, and you never did, right. even <laughs> if you didn't think that way before. Um, and just being able to, to live so presently has, has really been a blessing to me. So
0: it's great that you guys have came together yeah. to form this organization to be the support for so many other women out there you said we think that you know all, this, all these emotions and know that other people have been through it and you can kind of guide them through it and give them the, the resources that they need right you know, and they can reach out to right. us <clears throat> healing to healthy at any time if they're afraid
2: if they have questions I had shared earlier mm-hmm. about a issue I had with insurance if they're having issues, I mean, I've been through where they're like, nope, we're not paying for that. And I'm like, oh, yes, you are. It's federally mandated. You have to. And they paid for it. And so, you know, anything like that. I mean, we're not only here to support with our camisoles. We're here to support them emotionally um, if with, any, with anything or just to be a connector for resources. So please reach out to us. <laughs>
0: How do people, um, one, I guess if they know somebody that wants a camisole or needs a camisole, how do they get in touch with you or how can they donate?
5: Um, well, we, we've we donated some of these to the Cancer Center at Rush Capley to give to patients, mm-hmm. but um, we do have a supply of them now that if somebody did need one, okay. we, we could fulfill individual requests. So just reach out to the via Facebook or our, our website. Um, our email address is on the website. It's um, Healing the number two healthy at gmail.com. Okay. Um, or go to org. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think there's a yeah. form on there if you want
0: to. And Facebook that is us.
2: always so easy yeah, just because everyone's on mm-hmm. Facebook. Okay. We just had someone reach out, a friend of mine whose niece in her 20s was going to be having a double mastectomy. And she was out of state and uh, wanted one, contacted Amy, and she sent it to her. I mean, we can send them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. At no cost.
0: Okay. I mean,
2: and yeah. Amy, none of us make any money. We're not like a nonprofit where we have this board of directors <laughs> who are driving like the cool numbers. cars. Yeah. No. <laughs> but you no. are a nonprofit organization. We are office. a nonprofit.
0: Okay.
5: Um, yeah, we are a 501c3 okay. for right. tax purposes. And um, uh, people can donate either through our website. Um, we mm-hmm. do have a fundraiser going on on Facebook right now uh, okay. through our page.
0: Right. They can make a donation just to help or in honor or memory of somebody they can do that as well mm-hmm. yes, yes
2: absolutely we have a commercial right now I'm on it I was like wow um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't as easy as I thought it would be and I realized I moved my head a lot but regardless for twenty dollar donation you could you know that's what it costs us to have that made they can have that in honor of someone in memory of someone you know whatever you' or just to do it. You know, I actually was so blessed. I had a fundraiser for us for my birthday. You know, Facebook allows you to do that and um, raised a good chunk of money um, that way. And we've also though used to be before COVID, we could go out like outside the jewel. We had looked at scheduling fundraiser there where people just give you a dollar or two and Mm -hmm. it all adds up. I mean, there's no donation too small. We'll take we'll take change. Anything helps. Anything helps.
4: Anything. Yes. Um, The time is now 9 20 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are joined by our friends and community partners, Susan Romano.
1: Accountability in government is not a nice to have. It's a must have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. From an election judge, citizens committees, and as a precinct committee person, she's been here with us, with the people. Tracy has over 30 years of experience as an accountant, CPA, and small business owner. She is fighting to keep the property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in the county government that listens to me. I want a friend, a neighbor, an advocate, I want someone who cares. That's why, as an Aurora resident, I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for Kane County Board District 4. Our city and our county deserve the best. Vote Tracy Miller. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller.
3: Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next recorder of deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers.
4: Amy Downing of Healing to Healthy thank you um what you uh now you mentioned having uh, you know you going to get treatment and people like that we're not going to pay for that on mm-hmm. uh, insurance. What are the hindrances of, uh hindrances and roadblocks hmm. uh that exist at the uh, federal or state level uh in terms of care and treatment
2: well, for me specifically, I am on my husband's insurance uh plan. Okay. He worked for the union his whole life. So his he's always said he has the best insurance, and he does. His insurance is really great. But it is privately held, privately funded. <clears throat> and when I was going for reconstruction, and first of all, Women, men, whatever, you don't have to have reconstruction after a double mastectomy or a single mastectomy. Some women, I'm not sure men, because it's just women that I know about, opt not to have reconstruction. What that means is you would be flat, you know, up here. Um, You wouldn't have what appeared to be breasts. I chose, though, to have reconstruction. And once, at, while you have your mastectomy, at the same time they impl- they implant inside they implant. Sorry, skin tissue expanders, and once you heal, your scarring has healed enough for you to go. They you go on a weekly basis. For me, it was weekly, and they inject saline solution and start expanding you and they get you to the point where your tissue is expanded enough that they could put implants in. But what you're left with is a scar. It's a straight-line scar across your breasts. No nipple. For me, there were no nipples. And I had heard about um, a man who started doing uh, 3D nipple tattoos in honor, I don't know if it was his sister or his mother who passed, he travels around the country. So um, my husband Joe and I had decided I'd never been to New Orleans. That was a place that he went to, and this is a little offshoot, but I'll just tell you because this is how I am. Um, we decided we were going to go on this trip, and I was hashtagging it. The, um, what, what was I calling it? The NIP trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then another person in my life said, so why don't you then also hashtag it the TIT-TAT? So we're going on this nip trip to do this tit-tat. But as it turned out, that's very expensive. And at Loyola, they trained one of their nurse practitioners in their plastic surgery department um, how to do them herself. And she does incredible work. So when I went and I had them done the first time, and it got processed through my insurance, through my husband's insurance company, they came back and denied it because it was cosmetic. So I called and had a little discussion with them and they said, no, we are privately funded. We can make our own rules. I went back to Loyola, told them what they said and they said, uh, uh, not true. Federally mandated. It's part of reconstruction. They have to pay. So my doctor had to write a letter very specific and that went to the insurance company and guess what they paid. So I will encourage people if, anything gets rejected, always go back, do some research, reach out to us, because that would have cost a ton of money out of pocket. I also had to go back, because just like any tattoo, it fades and it wasn't quite what we expected and I went back for a touch-up. That again was rejected by the insurance company. again had to call and again remind them about the letter my doctor and the federal mandate that they have to pay for it. and guess what they paid Jeez. but had wow. i not
5: done that they wouldn't have paid so, so i had a um, a blue cross hmo which was a, a good insurance mm-hmm. plan but every step of the way i had to have a referral and an approval to have mm-hmm. the next thing done which during the diagnosis time you, you know you're having a you're having a ultrasound and then you're having a a biopsy and it's a lot of steps and a lot of things that they want to do very quickly one right after another so um, (laughs) shout out to Rush Copley because they were on top of all of that and got those referrals processed and pushed everything through so that I was able to to do things in the timely manner that I needed to to have done um, and got through it that way Um, the other thing I would like to mention for women who don't have insurance um, go Mm. to the VNA Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Vini Healthcare um, has a program through the state of Illinois um, for mammograms for women who are uninsured or underinsured, and um, can help with that whole process as well.
0: Okay. So, first start, first step would be to start with your insurance company, find a doctor in yes. network, mm-hmm. <coughs> see if there's any referrals that you need. And if you don't have insurance, there are resources like DNA yes. mm-hmm. that you can reach out to, yes. okay. just Absolutely. to make sure that you're getting it done. Mm-hmm. that's right. important. That's great
4: if I'm not mistaken, there was a campaign, uh, not associated with a person, I don't think, but there was a campaign or a push to have mammograms free, am I not, am I mistaken in that? There was, I thought there was a concerted effort at some levels to have mammograms either free for women or at a significant reduction of cost, is that?
5: If if you're covered by any insurance plan, it has to cover it at 100% as a preventive service. Okay. But there are also,
2: aren't there mobile um, mammogram, they, whatever, a mobile they drive around, and they screen women. I'm almost sure they do that also, and that would be for free, I um, would think. But I, I don't know. I'd have, we'd have to look into that. If anyone's interested, contact us, Healing to Healthy.
4: I was I I mean, if spoke. you contact mm-hmm. Good Morning Aurora, I'm gonna point you to healing and health. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, I'm to, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> I still don't know what <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, I worked at uh, I worked at Edward Hospital once upon a time. Okay, that uh, was my first job out the Navy, and uh, there were it was like a van. It was like a right. um, a mobile, mobile clinic of some sorts. But I did think that uh, there was also a concerted effort underneath that to show, like, especially in underserved communities, right. where people you know they have not any lack or uh, excuse me have any resources whatsoever that may have been what it was you know driving perhaps those communities and right. bringing out those vans and things right. but i like when i hear the shout outs out the shout outs to rush copley and Delnor hospital right. because mm-hmm. i do believe that like um they don't get enough credit for the good that they do so it's great to hear stories like this right in the vna my gosh yes. Yes. right
2: yeah. that is huge in yes. aurora here
4: that's one down there on highland
2: yes is that yes the, okay yeah,
4: yeah. And
5: they have a lot of resources, yeah. um, so
0: I would encourage people to contact them, too, if, they, if they're in need. Yeah. Nice. And shout out to the medical team, the nurses, doctors, right. practitioners who, who are dealing with people every day you know, and guiding them through this, so it right. has to be a tough, you know.
2: And there's lots mm-hmm. of steps, too. I have a breast oncologist. I have a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. I have a breast surgeon. I mean, that's just yeah and I have all those appointments so I have one so this month I have my plastic surgeon I have my CT scan to make sure things are cool and I see my breast oncologist all this
5: month yeah and these people become a part of your life for many many years after the surgery yes and they get cookies too
4: (laughs) (laughs) well hey uh-oh. That's a, you know, that's uh, an excellent no, I segue. No, I didn't mean
2: it for them. I just thought, uh-oh, uh-oh. So our, down, fir- Is it? Oh,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go.
4: Right. Uh, so our friend, uh, Susan, baked cookies mm-hmm. for our staff and our team. So Hunter, JV, myself, and Christine, we all got cookies. Yeah. So this is a very, very big thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. tear this thank up so with much. round so two sweet. of the Dunkin'. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I want to if we can um, I want to talk a little bit about preparing the next generation of women to be cognizant of their health to um, to have those checks early to understand what the mammogram is and its significance and everything um, where does that start currently in society and could it be better or enough you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm speaking on issues that I am completely unfamiliar with, but I'm you know, trying to just ask, is is there a lack of understanding with young women about that importance now? Is that being taught? Should it be taught? What's the status with that?
5: Well, My, my son is at West Dora High School and he's taken a really excellent health class that I feel okay. like has been a good um, foundation for okay. a lot of that. Um, I don't have a daughter, so I can't speak <laughs> right. to that part of it. Right. But. So
2: I have a daughter who uh, is turning 30 next month, hard to believe my baby girl. Um, but I think that this this generation and the younger, even younger than that, um, I think they are being groomed better than like we were groomed. I mean, back in the seven early 70s when we had health class, you know, everything was whispered about and right. we were separated and all that kind of stuff. And we certainly didn't learn about our body and what possibly could happen and even just look for changes. Right. And, um, it For whatever point. And now that they talk about mammograms, now they have October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. None of that existed before. I think that this is pretty much in their life from early on, so my my hope would be that they are aware and that it is being taught at school on a better level than what was taught before. Um, maybe culturally it's not, I, I'm not sure, but I think that everybody is pretty much, it's, it's there and we talk about it on shows like this and on television mm-hmm. and on Facebook and on social media mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. And you know people
0: who've had it
2: talk about it,
0: and the organizations like yours and so many out there now bring do bring that awareness. And as you mentioned, it's not as a taboo subject like it once was in the past. So hopefully, these kids that they're affected. Everybody knows somebody that was affected by it. Right. And now that it's so open, you know they can.
2: Right. And I think that they're more. Um, these generations talk more. I mean, even me, at, I'm 62. I mean, for me to sit here and talk about my nipple, I mean, that would have never happened. I mean, my father was <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. his grave. Oh, this would God. have been a band show back in the <laughs> day. Yes, right, right. <laughs> um, but people talk about that now. I mean, kids are more open about their bodies and, you know, their personalities and all those things. So prayerfully, it's not an issue like it used to be. And they do. Talk about it and recognize it and share it. And, and hopefully, if it's something that's fear based, they don't want to have it dealt with, they've shared it with somebody who says, Uh uh-uh, uh, let's go. Right. We're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, diet, mm. exercise, or the lack of, and smoking, I'm sure, are huge contributing factors to cancers. Right. Um, obesity is huge. Obesity, I mean, I didn't okay. mean that. I'm not meaning it like that. But I just mean,
2: obesity. In the U.S., I mean, we have—I mean, we're one of the fattest cultures. Populate. I remember years ago going to France, and um, it was in between my diagnosis in 2001 um, and my stem cell transplant in 2002. I had a credit card with nothing on it. I had a girlfriend in France who kept asking me to come, and I was afraid to fly, and I thought, forget that. I was afraid of cancer, too, so let's go. So the kids and I went. <laughs> and I have to tell you, we were there for two weeks, and you rarely saw an overweight, a large, large person, right. rarely. They smoke and they drink, but they eat differently. And in France, and maybe it's different now, but they eat a very small breakfast. They eat a huge lunch and a very small dinner where we're opposite. We eat a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it. They also tend to eat a little bit more. And they eat rich food, but it's all from scratch. It's all. Right. So I don't know. I think obesity certainly is huge in contributing You know, to, to all sorts You're of cancers, but it. breast oh, yes, cancer is one of them. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so we, now the show ends hmm. on a and well, the time is now 9.33. We got some time. So we, we're going to start this part of the <laughs> questioning Uh-oh. now. Uh-oh. Cause, Uh-oh. Cause, <laughs> so we can, we're going to roll into this. Um, I got to get you on record, both of you. Best restaurants in town.
1: Mm.
4: Where's Amy going on i I'm from out of town. <laughs> where, ah. you, where are you sending me, Amy? We'll start with Amy, then we'll go to you. Okay. Oh,
5: um, yeah. my, uh, hands down, my favorite is the turf room. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. That's where we go for date night. Right. Christine uh, <laughs> She's
4: mentioned that before right,
2: a uh, of uh, uh, Yeah. Turf, turf room. It's very good.
0: Very good. All right. I
2: forgot about the turf room. You know, I used to go there when they first opened. Parker owns it, and he also opened um, the hardware, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of different vibe. Mm-hmm. But that's Parker's restaurant too. Um, that's a great. That is a great place. But locally. Um, We're a fan of music, so anywhere there's music. Gillerson's been having music out behind. Uh, Jake Mack, shout out to you. Uh, The other musicians, wherever they are, we usually follow. Um, El Tiro, we Mm
4: -hmm.
2: like El We haven't been to Mora yet. Um, We haven't been to Mora yet?
4: I thought you would have been to
2: Mora. Well, you know what?
4: I, could have, I was picturing you out with yeah, the yeah. hat, Right, right,
2: right. I could have totally uh, done that. Um,
0: I think they're Rose. taking a little hiatus right now. I think they did their outdoor dining. In and now they're, taking, it's, they're right, working yeah, on They're going to come back in a little bit right, when the weather picks up.
2: Oh, of course, I have to give a shout-out to Charlie's Creamery. <gasps> their oh. butter pecan ice cream, OMG. <laughs>
4: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. You heard it here on Good Morning America. the butter pecan ice cream. That's made by hand. If you, There's a story behind it about how Esther went to California to learn how to make all these, which is another story. In I'm thinking Carpal Tunnel mm-hmm. after <laughs> <Carpal. laughs> sure that. Right. i but it, here's yeah. me like, yeah. with the big wooden spoon. <laughs> right.
4: yeah. I really like the uh, grapefruit oh. flavor like they got down. It is, I mean, just one little scoop of that little tiny I'm scoop.
2: salivating. It does.
4: I mean, your mouth is just, yeah. boom, it's just an explosion. Yeah, That's a very good place. Yeah, yes. Charlie's Creamery. Very good.
5: Where, uh, where else? I don't know. Where else am uh, I missing? We get takeout from Jalisco's Tacos. Oh, okay. Or um, Friday Night Pizza Night with Gourmet
4: Pizza. Gourmet
2: oh, Pizza? Yeah, yeah nice. it's on
4: Elmwood.
2: Elwood, El- yeah. Elwood,
4: Elwood. Okay. Yeah. It's good. good. So the yeah. first person who I heard that from, like we had gourmet pizza. I was thinking, that they got you know, like some,
2: right, p- like fancy pizza. Yeah. They,
4: what is it? The, the freezer aisle at <laughs> mine or something like that. gourmet, you know? Yeah. DiGiorno. It's a place. Okay. It's a place. Yeah, it's, All right. It's
0: a little hole in the wall, carry out yeah. place, but really good. Those food. are good. They're really yeah. good thin yeah. crust pizza. Yeah, you you some of the, get the best get a places. You carry out. You can also get it at a Tap House. Remember we had our meeting there? We did. Oh. Yes. Oh. That was a gourmet pizza that they threw in like their oh. little oven.
4: The beep that you're hearing. Um,
0: not a pizza. It's not a
1: pizza. The pizza. <laughs> pizza. pizza oven is going off.
4: <laughs> oh, we're about to cook right now. Um, so, okay, got you on. All right, good. Turf room. I'm Tiro Got you on record with Gillerson. 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 Excuse yes. me. Yes. Um, got you on record with that. Now, it's a hopping Friday night. Mm. I've seen you a lot of places. Um, it's a hopping Friday night. First Friday. Where are you ladies at on a first Friday?
2: Oh my gosh.
1: We're here, I'm here
2: a lot, you know. Yes, you are, yeah. um, I, I, Wherever the shows are, I mean, we go. I, I mean, I love watching the Belly Dancers, Out on Downer, I, I oh, photograph, yes. and I, I just, love. wherever the mm. people are is where
5: you'll find me and Joe. Yeah.
1: Okay.
5: I always like to hit up Wickwood House for a little shopping. Yes. And yes. Um, Society yes. 57.
1: Yeah, yes.
4: coffee I and mean, you got some shout outs in you <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah, awesome? yeah. Okay. Got about house yeah go there good place yeah it's a really good place
2: and first and of course a shout out to Javi who you know the art, art bar, bar that's been yeah. around forever love you Javi and love everything that he does um, I have bought <laughs> I am known as one of the biggest buyers of whatever the art is Joe finally said, "No more art. We have so much local art. art. Well, he he would let me, but we have so much local art that we haven't, we don't even hang, we haven't even framed. But yeah, I'm a big fan of. I'd rather get something handmade local than something, you know, from Hobby Lobby that was made in China.
4: Right. Amen to that. Yeah. There we go.
2: Shout out. And I met
4: mm-hmm. I met Javi recently mm. um, at the uh, the Aurora Wall. Yes. Along. So he was a good brother. Yes. Really was a good guy. Cool. All right. And then, um, well, you kind of answered it, Amy, a little bit. You went there. Uh-oh. The coffee. Mm. So, I mean, are you Society 57? That's your answer for the coffee? Or oh, my do gosh.
5: You? I, I love all the coffee houses downtown. Okay. Oh, it's yes. going to be hard to yeah. pick a favorite. <laughs> but there are a few special things at society 57 that i do i do love so. i like the atmosphere in that place avocado so toast you walk in
4: <laughs> yes. oh, oh, oh the avocado toast oh, people yes. like that. Ama- yeah it's amazing people like that check it out. yeah i like it you walk in and uh the vibe it opens up oh the yeah light, it's very pretty it's a really pretty place and yeah. the
2: katek bread uh, croissants i've never had them but i see them posted okay. from society 57 they're like I'm going to have to run down there just to burn out the <laughs> calories, yeah.
0: yeah. We're, we're really spoiled in Aurora with all the good coffee shops. I mean, right. everybody offers something a little different, so it's, it's I a am great not, mix.
2: I am not a fan of independent coffee shops, only because I've, I'm like, I like cream that tastes like coffee, and usually <laughs> those are, like, real expensive drinks. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts gal all oh, the way. I told uh, you. okay. I can brew it at home in my 1957 percolator. Yes. Boom, a lot.
4: Duncan, that is right. <laughs> that's that is, right. That's yes. right. You know,
2: I know they're corporate <laughs> and I love supporting, everyone knows I love supporting our Aurora. But uh, yeah, Duncan Donuts. It's in Aurora, right there. Ju- as I call it, the Jewels. The Jewels. On Galena. The Jewels, yeah. It's a joke. Yeah, I know.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Sure, yeah.
0: You can read about it on
2: the Facebook.
4: Yeah, Galena. <laughs> the Facebook. What's that? Randall?
2: Not no. Randall. no, no. Galena and Constitution right. ish. It's right there.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh see Duncan's corporate, but they're not they got good it's good corporate.
2: It is, is good right? corporate. Yeah. Although I, mm-hmm. you know, as an environmentalist, I should have never loved their styrofoam cups, but I gotta say, it kept that coffee hot. Yeah. <laughs> that coffee's not hot anymore, right?
4: No, it's it's kinda of, right. <laughs> um so let's talk a little bit about Aurora. Um what do you think about uh, what's, what do you think about the changes that have been made and where Aurora is going? We'll start with you, Amy.
5: Uh, well, you know I've lived here all my life, so I've seen it change quite a bit over the years, and um, you know I think thanks to the Park District that we have a lot of really nice facilities that mm-hmm. everyone can use, and um, I think we're attracting a lot of business and a lot of um, good restaurants, and uh, I think we can only go up from here. So, yeah. what about you,
4: Susan?
5: I um, started commuting,
2: because I was in North Aurora. I started commuting to the train station in 1991, and um, when I first said I was moving to North Aurora, some family members were like, Ugh, Aurora, you know? And I said, no, North Aurora. Well, that's north in Aurora, and I'm like, no, it's up but regardless. Back in the 90s, you know, it was not, always the place to be, uh-huh. I mean, um, but I have watched you know, just the music, the art, I mean, what were the, what was the street festival they used to have in the summer? Ever? Alley Art Festival? No, 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 Alley Art is in August, right around my birthday, so i oh. no, it used to be in the summer, oh, was d- it? Downtown Alive. Like Downtown Alive, was that it? Yeah. My kids and I would come from North Aurora down here, we loved it, and so we've watched, and we've watched the downtown, you know come alive I mean everybody has their opinion if you look at anything that's ever posted on you know what's happening in Aurora you'll see all the different sides of it I would like to see things progress a little quicker it seems like lots of times you see them working on something it's like it's a year later and we're still working on it so it would be nice um, to see things progress a little quicker and also to have better parking i am never parking on is it broadway
4: yeah you you can't could you i almost
2: sideswiped this really badass good-looking vintage truck because the guy next to me was crowding me over they put yeah that's crazy but we need more parking
0: (laughs) i go i go around to parking lot e it's got that new little vintage sign right across from um, the Fire Museum. So both places. It's okay. kind of like, tucked away. Nice oh, yeah, parking lot the back place. there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I'm at a famous sign, so I do like the, the sign that they put in as well. <laughs> it right. has
4: a nice look yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Like Riot at night it when up? it's lit up, it mm-hmm. does have a... Uh, vintage.
2: Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. The vintage mm-hmm. vibe. Kind of like and a film noir
4: kind of thing.
2: Where's Josh Schultz's new, the new Aurora sign? Where is that at? I've been trying to find Lake. it. The mural.
4: Lake and Galena. Lake and Galena, okay. Guadalajara.
2: Yes. Okay. Right behind it. Okay. So if
4: you are going what would be east on Galena. Okay. Coming into downtown on your right-hand side, you'll see it. You'll see it, okay. If you're
0: driving
2: down Lake, you can't see it, but if you're coming, you know, from the west Galena, okay. -hmm. Because I went down Lake and I couldn't
4: see it. Yeah, Yeah, no, okay. It's a great mural, looks really good, and boy, I tell you, the style that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. it really adds a lot of, like, life and vibrancy to that corner i mean it it does it it looks uh vintage and very cool they
0: cleaned it up over there as far as they put that sign in there too so they did the gold
4: on it recently
0: oh awesome so now
4: it's blinging bling
2: Bling. wow yeah (laughs) also a shout out just to aurora because i've started doing i do some photography on the sign on the side and i've started doing some photo shoots of seniors Mm -hmm. you know the gals and guys i use downtown aurora so much it's got such a great vibe there's so many great places to shoot so you know all your photographers out there come to aurora spend your money but also you know they're great places to shoot shout out yes. to gw bonick mm-hmm.
4: all of our uh, photographer friends shout out awesome yeah
2: um
4: so the show ends on a positive mm. note um shout out the social media one more time though ladies so people know where to find you
5: um facebook healing to healthy Kay. um instagram healing the number two to healthy mm-hmm. uh, linkedin um healing to healthy I, I, right. I, i'm not sure how you can search that up on linkedin Right. Um, Our website is HealingHealthy.org, and there's the YouTube video is embedded into the website, so you can watch it
0: there. Wonderful. I subscribed yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. We'll make sure that we subscribe, too. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so please subscribe.
4: Um, Positive note for the day. We'll start with you, Susan. What's the message to the women of the City of Aurora?
2: Well, to the women and the men, um, with regards to, first of all, uh, thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. That's really positive for us to be able to speak and share our journeys. But um, I just want people just to listen to your bodies, notice any change, and then act on it. And if there is any fear or something that you need to discuss, you can reach out to Amy or myself and Healing to Healthy on Facebook. I am us, and we'll get back to you. We're here to help.
5: thank you you for having us and letting us share our stories today Mm -hmm. and um, just again want to remind women, get your mammogram. Yes.
4: Strong, powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the second largest city's first daily news podcast Mm -hmm. is pleased to have had our friends and community partners on, Susan Romano and Amy Downing of Healing to Healthy. Uh, You heard their social media, so please like and subscribe to their Facebook page. Uh, If you are able to donate, please do so. Uh, if you have someone who can benefit from camisoles or any of the products that they have and have coming, um, please reach out to them via Facebook, Instagram. If you have any questions for them that you want to submit to us, send them to us and we will send them over to the team here. Um, I'd like to say thank you to the ladies for coming on, being great, powerful people and advocates for women's health. Get your mammograms. Do not forget to vote mm-hmm. and be blessed, motivated, and powerful on this Wednesday. And we will see you back here tomorrow morning on the world's, uh, you know, I'll keep going. The world's greatest. <laughs> greatest. The world's greatest. But I meant to say the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And with that, we're out. Peace. Peace.
0: Thank you
2: for sharing your story.